friend. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about helping professionals learn how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am so delighted today with my guest. Hi, Amber. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not bad, not bad. I want to give Amber's bio here very quickly. Amber Montel Irwin started Your Marketing Voice to help small businesses network. Amber is very involved in the networking world, and she strongly feels that face-to-face networking events are the best way to grow your business. It can be costly, however, to hire a marketing director, and your time is both precious and valuable. So that's why Amber started Your Marketing Voice, because part of the services that she offers is for someone to... To, is the ability to become a business's online social media presence. So, Amber, welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great. Well, one of the big reasons I wanted to have Amber on is because she is an organization. She has an organization that will do posts for businesses. Now, you know, I always tell people it is best to do your own posts, but... That's often not possible. You know, I will be talking with a small business owner and I will say, are you using social media to promote your business? And I get a deer in headlights look and out of their mouths come, I don't know how. I'm scared and holy moly, I don't have any time to do it. So first, Amber, tell us why you use social media and why you think it's so important. And then let's delve into how you can provide these services for an organization. Well, first off, you know, social media is, it's not a fad. It's not going anywhere. And it's really the way that people are communicating. You right. Know, before people were, you know, they would, they would pick up the phone and call a company and ask questions. They would send an email. And now they find all of their information via social media. And so it's really important to make sure that you have, as a company, as a business owner, that you have those, that presence on social media. Um, and if you don't, it's actually really hindering your business because if people go to Google, which is the number one search engine, and type in, you know, carpet cleaner Denver, and you are nowhere to be found, that's really going to hurt your business because that's how people are finding who they want to work with. Right. You know, and, and it's definitely one of those things, you know, you mentioned it, it is not a fad. 
anybody who says it is is just so out of touch anymore. You know, it was very quietly announced last week, and I was really kind of surprised how quietly it was announced, that Facebook hit 1 billion, that's with a B, folks, 1 billion active users. That's a seventh of the world's population. So if you're not using social media, you're missing out. Um, Amber, tell us a little bit about... Or more about why you think it is so important for a business to promote themselves and how you kind of mix that in with regular marketing messages. Well, I think it's really important for them to be using social media to really establish that relationship with their customers. As I mentioned, as as you mentioned in my bio, networking is is very important. It's really important to get out there to that face to face um, relationships, but. If you're starting your own company or you're own, you have a storefront, you may not be able to get out to your community and network face-to-face. So social media is a great tool to really introduce yourself to the community, find other people that are in your area, and start that relationship with them. It's also a great way for people. It's convenient for people. So if you offer a great service and you have loyal customers, they want to promote you. But they're not going to go to networking events for you. They're not going to, you know, do this long process. But if they can go to your Facebook page and type in, hey, I just had the best service at such and such, you have to check them out, they're they're already going to be promoting you, and it's very easy and convenient for them. So it's a great way to build that community and that relationship with your customers. So I think it's very important to make sure that, that you're getting out there and not even – to sell, you know, it's really a branding piece. It's really that education. If you are a, you know, a real estate agent, you want to make sure that you're providing information to your clientele that no one else is. So they come to you as a resource. So it's not just about that the sales, you know, that return. It's really about educating your your audience and, and establishing that relationship with them. Right, and that's so important to provide that information to people. You know, you mentioned a realtor and that's a very good example. Now, if, you know, if, if I'm watching somebody's Facebook page, say I've liked their page and they're a realtor and all they ever post about is I have this house for sale, you know, bling, 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 bling in, in neon lights. Pretty soon I think, eh, you know, because I might not be ready to buy a house or I might not know somebody who is, or maybe it's a different area, things like that. But if they're providing information to talk about interest rates, to talk about do-it-yourself tips, to talk about, you know, here's here's ways to stage your house, that catches my attention. And then when I see that, you know, I'm thinking, wow, this person really is in touch. They know what they're talking about. So when the time comes that either I need to look for a realtor or I want to refer somebody, they're top of mind. And I think that's what so many people miss out on is they think the only thing they should be posting about is buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Exactly. And that's where, you know, we have, for instance, one of our clients is um, um, a mortgage lender. And we've posted on LinkedIn groups, um, you know, just information about the market and what's going on and the unemployment rates and just information that people want to know. And because of what she's posted in these groups, she's actually gotten two loans from it. Perfect. And it wasn't because, hey, we have the best rates in town. you got to get your loan with us. It was really about the education piece, and that's what people see. Because, and especially on Facebook, if you're selling, if you're if you're posting, you know, buy this, buy this, buy this, 
Facebook will actually shut your account down right. um, or suspend it. And so that's not what social media is about. Yes, you need to get that return, but it's really an online networking event. And that's what I tell, tell people. You know, when you, when you start a new networking group, it takes at least six to nine months to build those relationships and to establish that, that first sale. And so that's really how social media works as well. Definitely. You know, and, and one of the things that frequently business owners say to me is, well, you know, my target audience isn't there. That's not where I get clients. And I always, you know, would tell people, you, you know, there might be some businesses that aren't right for Facebook. And I have to admit, I erred in my, my thinking by doing that. Because one of the, the examples that I always used was, you know, a funeral home. Maybe not a good place for Facebook. Then last week, I went to a networking event where there was someone there who owned his own funeral home. And he, when he was handing out his business cards, it said, connect with us on Facebook. So I thought, oh, okay, this, I just have to look at this. It was a great example of a, of a business page where they were showing, you know, they, they couldn't exactly show what they did. I mean, you know, this was not, here's our casket of the day deal. What they showed was their involvement in the community. You know, the, the business events that they attend, the organizations that they support, you know, all of those various things, which made me think, you know, this isn't just a funeral home. These are people who work there and people that I might, you know, hopefully not for a long time, but somebody that I might want to do business with. And so I thought that was a very good example of a business that might not think it was, you know, a traditional need for Facebook. It was a great way for them to be using it. Exactly. And that's the thing is, you know, you have to be creative with social media. I mean, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, uh, insurance agents, you know, there's only so much you would talk about with those industries. But if you show that you're a part of a community and post community events and what's going on in your niche markets, people like that. And so it's really engaging with people and asking, especially with a funeral home, there's a lot of questions that people have, you know, costs, insurance, but, you know, Helping people through a difficult time and knowing that someone's there, that's building that relationship with them. Right. You know, and, and one of the things business owners also always tell me is, you know, I only want to connect with people in my area. So, you know, maybe only in Atlanta or maybe only in Denver because maybe they are a brick and mortar place like a funeral home or a bookstore or a restaurant. And I tell them, you know, that's just too short-sighted because you know, yes, those people are the only, you know, they're the ones that are going to use your business, but they're not the only ones who could refer to you. You know, I've had people in foreign countries who have told their friends, hey, you need to connect with Deb Creer. And, you know, whether it's a restaurant or a funeral home or a bookstore or any of those things, somebody who's connected to them in a totally different area, if they've develop that relationship with them and see that this is a good business and good people you want to work with, they'll refer people to those people. Yep, exactly. And that's, that's really what it's, it's about. Is, is, and if you have that good online presence, they'll refer them. And, and that's, you know, going back to if you don't have anything online, it really does hurt hurt your company, even if you don't think that they're, that they're on there, you're, you know, that your, tar- that your target audience is out there, they are. And everyone, you know, goes to Google to search for what they need. And if you come up, it really does, it does, it hurts you more than helps you. Right. You know, and, and they, uh, the statistics are now showing that 
in, you know, for many days of the week, Facebook is the second, sometimes even the first, most used search engine. You know, so up there at the big bar where it says Facebook, search for people, places, and things, people are using that in the same way that, that they would use Google. They're just, they're just not leaving Facebook to do their search. So if you don't have a presence, now, if you have a website, it will bring it up because Facebook has a partnership with Bing. But, you know, you do want your presence to come up in Facebook because, again, just like you said, Amber, people can put testimonials in there, all of those various things where it's it's a great tool for people to do some preliminary research. Exactly. Great. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, too, is people have their own, what I like to call their own flavors. So if they, some people will go to Facebook for everything they need. Some people will go to Twitter. Some people will go to LinkedIn. Right. So, you may have a personal preference of using Facebook or Twitter, but your company needs to be on all of them reaching out to those markets because each each social media profile has its own its own audience. Mm-hmm. And so by being on them, that's really important too. And a lot of companies are like, Oh well I just have, you know, a Facebook account, I don't need to do Twitter. Well, no, you do need to do Twitter. So it's it's very important to understand all social media profiles and what they could do for your business. Cool. Well, we are ready for our first break, so let's go ahead and and take that. And when we come back, Amber, let's talk more about those various platforms and what those personalities are. You know, is is somebody I you know I I've started telling people don't post word for word the same thing on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But I want to get your view on that and see what you think about that and and how you advise people on how to post on those. So we'll be back in in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant You're listening to Mile High Radio MileHighRadio.com On the World Wide Web For your listening pleasure Hey, man, you play really killer rock band guitar. Yeah, I only wish it was a real guitar. Why didn't you go get one? Have you seen the prices of new guitars today? Well, go check out Music Go Round. They sell some of the best used music and sound equipment on the planet. And with two stores in the area, you should be able to find exactly what you want and save a bundle at the same time. That's a rocking idea. I'll check them out on milehighradio.com because I think I saw that they're the official supplier for their sound equipment. Yeah, you know, I think they are. Hey, look, here's their banner ad right here on MileHighRadio.com. And it's got all their information on it. Hey, put down that fake guitar and let's go see what they got. That's a great idea. Attention. An amazing opportunity has just presented itself. We recently got hit with a severe hailstorm that caused millions of dollars in damage in our area. Acumen Contracting Group is hiring additional representatives to help property owners get their new roofs. Our clients only pay pennies on the dollar for their new roof with their insurance company paying for the rest. We have brand new reps that are currently helping between three and five new clients a week, and they're each making over $1,000 per client. Want to make hundred grand or more before Christmas this year? Stop working for peanuts and finally get paid what you deserve. It's the easiest sales job ever. If you like to help people and make great money, call Acumen Contracting Group today at 303-500-6908. My high radio. 
everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And my guest today is Amber Irwin, who started Your Marketing Voice and helps businesses to have a social media presence. So welcome back, Amber. Thank you. Great. Well, right before the break, we were talking about the fact that your business might say, I'm on Facebook or I'm on YouTube, or I'm on Twitter, or I'm on LinkedIn, or, you know, any of those other various platforms, and they don't realize how important it is that they have a presence on all of the the big guys, at least. Now, you know, for me, that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And I'll admit, I'm the cobbler's kid. You know, my, my presence on all those platforms isn't as stellar as it should be. So that's part of the reason I love talking to people, is to find out what I need to be doing. But my question before the break was, what about the person who posts the exact same thing on every one of those platforms? You mentioned, Amber, that people read them and interact with the platforms for a, a variety of reasons. So I wanted to get your feedback and your thoughts on how somebody needs to be posting. Wonderful. Well, what we, um, how we explain Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter is Twitter is like, the nightclub in a sense, where you can really put anything up, you can talk about anything, there's there's not a whole lot of rules or um, you could do this, but you can't do that. Facebook's kind of like the living room chat room, you know, where you need to be professional, but there's still that personal side to it. Um, you don't want to be talking about, you know, religion and politics, but you there's still that, um, you know, personal business line that you need to kind of figure out. And LinkedIn is really more the professional workplace. So that's really, you know, business to business. There's not a whole lot of, oh, my child did this or anything like that. It's, it's all business. So each of those, so understanding each of those profiles will help your business. And when you're posting to Twitter, you really want to use hashtag marketing, which is the pound sign, because that's how Twitter does their search. So Based on your industry, you want to find what are trending hashtags, which are also can be your keywords. So, again, going back to real estate agents, if hot keyword is um, houses for sale in Boulder or Boulder houses for rent or whatever those those keyword or phrases are, you know that's what you want to make sure that you design your tweets around and. With Twitter, you have 140 characters, so you have to be creative on how to get, you know, what you want to say in 140 characters and still make sense. With LinkedIn, you really want to look at posting to groups and getting that interaction, so asking questions, responding to different discussion groups, um, having links back to your blog, answering questions, and with Facebook. It's really that education and interaction piece. So you may want to put up there, you know, an article that, you know, if you're a real estate agent or an insurance agent and a new policy or a new article came out on the Denver housing market, you want to put it on Facebook and then give your opinion on it. So you're you're having that interaction and asking questions. So you can have, you know, the same tweet, the same message as far as, you know, you could put out an article on, 
the Denver housing market on fire, but then you're going to have, a, you know, hashtag marketing in there, and it will be shorter. On LinkedIn, you're going to post, you know, that link back to your blog with that article. On Facebook, you could have, you know, you're going to give your opinion on it and have a little bit more interaction. So you could have the same, you know, message in a way, but it's not going to be word for word the same on each one. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned looking at what's trending on Twitter. Um, and Google Plus also shows what's trending. But on, on Twitter, it's very, very important to look at why it's trending as opposed to just posting. Um, I, we saw a good example of a really bad example uh, several months ago with that when they had the uh, shooting at the theater in Aurora, Colorado. And so the hashtag pound that's what makes a hashtag for those of you not on twitter so it was pound aurora was what was trending and and in brief what that means is it groups all those tweets together makes them searchable you know all of those various things but a company in london that sells clothes had seen that aurora was trending and didn't look up why so they jumped into the the uh, world of, of Twitter with tweets about the fact that they had a clothing line called Aurora that was designed by none other than Kim Kardashian and you know and, and wasn't you know wasn't this great that Aurora was trending. And to say they got bad PR immediately is an understatement. Um, you know, it was just one of those things that blew up in their face now. To their credit, they immediately apologized and they made a very large donation to the, the victims fund in uh, Colorado. But, you know, if you're going to do that, that's great. Just make sure that you know why it's trending, which is, is pretty easy to do if you're, you know, fairly familiar with Twitter. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, I mean, that brings up a great point because you really want to make sure that you know why, why those hashtags are, are trending and what they have to, to deal with because Aurora is a perfect example because that's, that, that was a huge mistake on their part. Um, and that's, you know, really understanding what you want, what your message, what you want your message to be, um, goes back to, okay, knowing what those key, what those keywords and hashtags, hashtags need to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, at the, the top of the hour, I mentioned the fact that business owners always tell me, I don't have time. So, you know, they might use a tool like TweetDeck, HootSuite, all of those various programs where they can write one tweet or uh, one post, I'm sorry, one post and send it out to everything. And as I mentioned, I've started telling people don't do that. I mean, if that's the only way they can post, great. You know, they, they need to do it. They need to get their message out there. But they need to personalize it for exactly the reasons that you were saying. You know, somebody reading on Twitter is reading content differently than they read it on Facebook. You can write more on Facebook. You know, you can have a you, – you want it to be a better professional twist if you're posting it on LinkedIn. So, you know, take the extra 15 seconds. Really, folks, it doesn't take a long time to personalize your posts for each platform that you're on. Well, you know, I love using Facebook, but the cool thing is, is I can schedule my posts to go out to Facebook, and it does take, you know, it takes a little bit of extra time to do, you know, three posts, but if you use Facebook, you can still do the pound sign and mention people in your post on Twitter, and that comes out exactly how it's supposed to on Twitter. So you can still schedule your posts for the week. And make sure they're still, you know, using the correct hashtags, making the right people, and having that 
um, that interaction and still be able to schedule them for the week. Same thing with, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn, and you can post to your groups through Hootsuite, too. So it is a great tool, but, yeah, you don't want to be posting the same post to all your network every day. Right. You know, this is not cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. Whether you're using a tool like Hootsuite or just going back and forth to, to all the platforms manually, take the 10 seconds to rewrite the post to make it appropriate. Do I do that every time? No. You know, I'm just as guilty, raise my hand, all that good stuff. But you know, at the same point, I do look at it and think, is there a way that I could be writing it differently? So you know, make sure that you're reaching out to your market. It's just like with regular advertising. If you're marketing towards women who are 25 to 35, and then maybe you're also marketing the same service to men who are over 50, you know, I, I can't imagine what that service would be, but let's just go with that for now. You will have different messages for those target audiences. You know, that's it's just basic, simple marketing principles to make sure that you're matching who you're wanting to to reach. Exactly. Well, and and one of the great you know great things with um, with having those those target markets is you can reach out to other pages, other Twitter accounts that focus on that market and, and establish that relationship with them. And so if you have, like I always tell my clients, if you can create a relationship with between five and ten other business pages and when you have an event or a sale or just a good post that you want to put out, you can put that onto your business page on Facebook, but then you could also go to those other pages and post it to their page as well because they've given you permission and now their people that like that page also see your post. Right. So, and, and that's really important because then that gets out to your niche market even more. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what we want, right? Because we can't sell our product or our service to everybody. There is a niche market. Um, I met Amber uh, several years ago, actually, at a networking event in Denver. And one of the things that I learned at, at that same organization was that you have to figure out who your target mod- our audience is. You know, one of the things that they talked about was, you know, say it's somebody who has skincare products. If you ask them who is your perfect, you know, target audience and they say anyone with skin, you draw a blank. You know, you can't think of who to refer to because it's so broad. But if that same person says, my best target audience is someone who is 16 to 18 years old, a boy who is having problems with their skin care, right then, I can think of five people. So that's what you want to do with your, your marketing online also. You know, don't say, you know, for example, with Amber and, and I, you know, anybody who needs to use social media is a good target audience for us. No, you know, that's just so broad that nobody can think of someone specific. So I tell people, you know, one of the, the groups I, I specifically market to are people in career transition. Then that gives them somebody to think of. So Amber, for you, who is a good target market for your company? Right now, we, we we're focusing on two niche markets. First niche market is small businesses with one to three employees that do not have a internal marketing team that understand the value of social media or have been saying, like you said, Deb, I just don't have the time to post. I don't know what to do. I don't want to learn social media profiles, but I know I need it for my company. So that's the, our first niche is working with the small businesses. And the second niche is with our larger packages, and those are um, companies that have between five and 20 employees, so the, the small to medium-sized businesses 
that do not have an internal marketing team but need help with that, that management and guidance with, with their social media. So they may have a Facebook page, they may have a Twitter account, but they're not using them correctly, or they're saying, okay, I'm not getting a return with social media, then we like to come in and really educate them on what to do and help them manage that um, and, and so they can see that return. Great. You know, and, and every business can do exactly what Amber and I just did. You know, you, you have to figure out who you need to reach and then market to them. Now, there's always secondary markets, you know, because obviously there's people who can refer to you, all those various things. But if you haven't focused on who your niche is, whether you're marketing on social media, in the real world, you know, wherever, you won't be doing the best that you can do if you don't know exactly who you are looking to reach. So think about that. Um, and when we come back from our next break, let's talk about YouTube. You know, it's something that I, I don't talk a lot about. And let's, but I really want to talk to uh, Amber about how people can use video as a great way to promote their products and their services. So we'll be back. You're listening to Mile High Radio, milehighradio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring and individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter, Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchisons that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises SUDEP awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com. He paid his way through college as a handyman, growing that small business into the largest construction company in the state with a thousand employees and a reputation for ethical behavior. During his two terms as governor, he did what people in office rarely do. He kept his word. He vetoed wasteful spending 750 times, cut taxes 14 times. He left the people of his state with hundreds of miles of new highways, new schools and bridges, improved state services, a balanced budget, and a billion-dollar surplus. He's fiscally conservative and socially cool. His name is Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson can fix the America the two-party system has broken. He's a handyman. My name is Gary Johnson. Be libertarian with me for one election. Live free. Gary Johnson, libertarian for president. I'm Gary Johnson, and I approve this message. Paid for by Gary Johnson, 2012. 
This is a song from uh, Toy Story. friend in me. I am Deb Creer, the socialite. And if we're not already connected online, well, why the heck not? It's pretty easy to uh, connect with me. Just go to my website, which is Deb Creer, and that's D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. And all of the links are there so that you can connect with me. My guest today is Amber Irwin. Amber, tell us how we connect with you. You can connect with me on Facebook. Um, either on my page is facebook.com forward slash eMarketingLink. You can like me there. And on Twitter, it's TheBimT. So T-H-E-B-I-M-S-T. And that is on Twitter. Amber, you're breaking up quite a bit, so I'm going to have you hang up and call right back in, um, and I'll just kind of talk here for a second. So if you can do that and call right back in, we should have a, a better connection. Okay, so sounds great. What Amber and I were talking about is the fact that you know you you have to find the various platforms that are the best for you and then figure out who you should be marketing to on those platforms and what your message should be on those. You know, earlier in the program I mentioned the fact that uh, I had always thought, you know, maybe there are some platforms where it's not a good place for a business to be. And I thought, well, you know, a, a funeral home would be a good example of a business that, eh, maybe not so much. But then I saw an example of a funeral home that was using social media in a great way. They've got a Facebook page. It's very professionally done. They don't talk about what they do. You know, that just really would not be appropriate but what they talk about is their involvement in the community. So that's a, a very good way for any business to let people know who they are and what's important to them. Now, it's it's funny. I, I tell people, you know, even when you're doing things like that, kind of watch some things. Watch posting about religion. Watch posting about uh, politics. And I had to kind of laugh at the, the political advertisement that was on uh, at the break. But, you know, you always need to make sure that you're not offending too many people. The thing with politics is if you look at who's registered in the United States, it pretty much is about 50-50. So if you go gung-ho for one party or the other, especially in what can be an offensive way, you have alienated the other half of your potential audience. Now, that said, you still have to be authentic to yourself, especially in terms of, say, religion, um, you know, but... It, just watch and, and be cognizant of the fact that you can be excluding people based on the posts that you have done. So always watch those and always think about how somebody could respond. You know, back to the, the political comment, I bought a new car over the weekend. And, of course, I had to post about it on Facebook. And someone who uh, I was connected with took my choice of what car I bought as a political statement, which I thought was pretty funny. I just bought the car that I liked because it did what it wanted. I really could care less about where it was made. But she chose to, to see that as a political statement. So, you know, always watch those things and think about how someone could respond because they could take your post in a totally different direction, which as a business might not be the, the way that you want to go. So, um, Amber, do we have you back? Yes. 
Yay. Okay. Sounds better. Sounds better. So uh, let's again, let's tell people how to connect with you. So you could connect with me on Facebook and my business page is facebook.com slash your marketing voice, or you could follow us on Twitter and that is the BIMS team.com and that's T H E B I M S T E A M. Great. Well, everybody connect with Amber because she's got great tips and techniques. Um, but let's, let's get back to what I had mentioned that we were going to talk about. And that's the use of video, excuse me, video online. You know, YouTube, for those of you who don't know, is owned by Google. So if you have videos promoting your business, talking about the products and services on your, your, you know, if you have uh, videos like that posted on YouTube, they will come up very high in Google searches. So Amber, tell us about why a business should use video and what some good tips and techniques are and, and you know, why again, it's just such an important tool for somebody to use. Well, first off, I mean, like you said, they're owned by Google. So obviously they're going to get picked up right away. Same thing with Google Plus. And so by using, using um, YouTube, it's really important because people would rather watch a one- to five-minute video before they would like to read a 500-to-thousand-word blog. And that's just the way that we are. So if you really want to be an expert in your industry, like, you know, I, I put videos up about um, uh, tips on social media, how to manage this or how to do this, and and people like that. And so... A, your people are going to be able to see you, you know, that face-to-face interaction. But then if you're putting up the right keywords or tags in the back end of your video, Google's picking that up as well. And so what happens is people may get your name from, a, you know, a networking group or, you know, meet you and then they're going to go to Google and search your name. Well, if that's what your branding is, your name, and your name is in all your videos, those come up first on the search engines. And so people see that and then they say, oh, wow, they really know what they're talking about. Or, you know, for a perfect example, like a hairstylist, they could talk to you about, you know, simple ways, you know, easy updos to do or, you know, what's trending with, with hair fashion for fall. And so based on what you watch or, you know, what recipes you need to cook or whatever, then you're going to rely on that company more and more and refer more business to them because you have established that relationship with them. Great. Well, and one of the things that people should keep in mind is that if you have a smartphone, you have a video camera. So take a a quick little testimonial from your, your customers. It's a great tool. You know, don't really worry about editing it too much. People aren't expecting something that's going to win an Emmy or an Oscar when they see these things. So, you know, ask somebody, hey, Amber, tell me in two, in, you know, Less than two minutes, why you liked working with me yeah, would be a great example. You don't want somebody to really rehearse it because the more they think about it, the more nervous they get. And then they want it to be absolutely perfect. I mean, you want them to, to talk from their heart. So when they do that, then that's a, a great thing to post. You post it on all your various sites. I mean, obviously, you post it on YouTube first, but then you post links to it. Then what you want to encourage is you want that person to also post the links to it too. You know, you want them to say, Hey, I just gave Amber this great video testimonial. Click here to go see it. To me, social media takes us back to eighth grade. You know, we're, we're all about who we hang out with and we want to hang out with the cool kids, you know, in, in anybody's definition of the cool kid is whatever they want it to be. 
But we look for those people who have similar likes and similar tastes. So if somebody posts something and I think, you know, hey, I really like Amber, and if she really likes X business, then I am more likely to at least consider using X business the next time I need that. Exactly. Well, and they've shown that people are more likely, you know, they're, they're looking for the reviews on, mm-hmm. on Facebook, on YouTube. So if you are saying, hey, I love this product or I love this company, and your friends do that and you're promoting it, then your friends are more likely to go out and buy that product or use that service because of what you've said via social media. So YouTube is, I mean, and especially if you, if you do have a smartphone, most likely you have an HD camcorder on there. So the quality is actually very good. But right. being, like Deb said, is, you know, being very authentic is very important. And there's a reason why large companies do the infomercials because it works. Now, regardless, those people, you know, 90% of the time are all actresses. At the same time, people relate to that because they say, oh, yeah, you know, that's me or that happens to me or my skin's like that. So if you take what these large corporations have done and be able to mimic that for your company, especially skincare, if you're able to do a before and after or show the process of you actually do something on someone and the before and after results, people are like, wow, that's really cool. You know, so they are really, you're really able to educate people and show them that you are, you know, a real person and that that you really want to give the best to them. Right. And video really is pretty simple and pretty easy to do. I mean, you know, if, if you can video your kid turning cartwheels or, you know, you know, whatever, then you can also take a quick video of a, of a customer. And again, it's a simple, very easy, basic way to get somebody to see what a great product or service you have. That's why for years, big organizations and big companies have used client testimonials, you know, and, and they've used people that you recognize, whether it's John Elway or Kim Kardashian or whoever, you know, you see those folks and you think, oh, wow, if John Elway does this, then I should want to, too. But, you know, at the same point, I think about it, I think, yeah, right, John Elway was paid. If I see my friend say the same thing, it's going to carry much more weight with me. And even if it's not my direct friend, you know, maybe it's the friend of a friend on Facebook. We're all so connected. I'm thinking, well, you know, if that friend of my friend likes it, it must be pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and, and of that- course, the cool thing about YouTube is you can do all of this for free. You know, you, you have your own channel on YouTube for your business and it's free. And you can brand it to match everything else that you've got. Yep. And the cool thing, too, is when you are uploading your video into the back end, it's really, you know, there is an editing, you know, um, tool back there. But also when you're putting in, like, your tag work, it gives you ideas, too. So it helps you with that process already. Right. And so, you know, a couple tips. Make sure that your keywords, whether that's, you know, you're branding your name or your company name or a, cer- a certain keyword or phrase, make sure that that keyword is in the title and in the summary of your video. And also, if you are putting up, um, you know, a video that links to a blog, you know, maybe here's five easy steps to help with your social media, and I put a video up, then I write a blog on that, I want to make sure I put that link to that blog within the description of that video. Well, and Google likes links and likes all those cross links. So the better and more you have of those, the higher you're going to rank in search engine optimization. Exactly. 
know, and, and for those that are listening that just, you know, panicked at the thought of all of this, it's really not that complicated. But, you know, if you can't do it yourself, then you need to find somebody who can. Uh, and, and that was, again, why I wanted to have Amber on is to show that there are organizations out there who can help you with things like this. So, Amber, give a quick plug for yourself. And, and you know, everybody realize if you can, you can work with Amber, you can also work with other organizations. But I wanted Amber to, to kind of talk about how, you know, that, that process works. So we were, we are your external marketing team and we manage your social media, meaning your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Twitter, your Google Plus, your blogs, and your video marketing. So we really take care of, of the entire internet marketing, um, management. And so we have packages from $150 a month to $2,000 a month. So we really work with any budget based on how much exposure you want. Um, we're, you know, we really want to work with you, so we, we communicate with you each week so we know what's going on, so we can put those posts out there and people, you get the credit for them. So, you know, it really feels like they're coming from you and you're still involved. You're just not having to do the actual work to put, to put the effort in. You know, and, and I think that's probably one of the most important things to remember if you're outsourcing your social media tasks is the posts need to seem like they're coming from you. You know, the second somebody reads a post and thinks, hey, somebody paid somebody to put that in, you've lost that authenticity. You've lost that relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. Great. Exactly. So we are ready for another break. You know, it's amazing how, how fast time flies. And when we come back, let's talk more about, you know, maybe how we do tailor specific posts to specific groups and some, you know, some final tips and techniques, Amber, that you have for doing all of that. Sounds great. Great. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your old pal said. Boy, you've got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. You're listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening flesh. Good Living by Design, a lifestyle TV show featuring topics related to home design, decorating, remodeling, color, and home entertainment. Everything Good Living. This TV show is brought to you in Denver by Hassa Productions, LLC, and features Lenore Gonzalez. Good Living by Design airs on KCDO Channel 3. Satellite broadcast and cable in the Denver market on Saturday mornings at 8.30, Mountain Standard Time. If you'd like some more information, simply contact us at goodlivingbydesign.com. Mankind Project came to Colorado in 1994. Over 1,700 men have done the New Warrior Training Adventure in Colorado, and currently over 300 Colorado men sit in weekly or biweekly integration groups, developing emotional competence, communication skills, and supporting and being supported by other men. The Mankind Project flies in the face of rigid stereotypes about the sensitive New Age man and macho man. We ask men to go right up to the edge and beyond it in a culture that seems to be comfortable with mediocrity and passivity from men. We ask men to stop living a vicarious adventure through their TVs and step into a real-time adventure to win back their passion for life. We ask men to confront the real problems in their lives and get 100% honest about who they are. Some men have a really hard time doing that. Many 
of us did too, but we took the risk anyway. The demands and pressures that men face today require an extraordinary level of courage, authenticity, and tenacity. Are you ready to take a risk and see what life's like on the other side of the door that you've come to? If you're ready to make a bold choice, the door can be thrown wide open. To visit an integration group or learn more, contact the Mankind Project at colorado.mkp. We're redefining mature masculinity for the 21st century, and we want your help. you for being a friend. My name is Deb Creer and I am the socialite. I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And with me today is Amber Irwin of, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just drew a blank on your company name, <laughs> your marketing voice, to help us learn how we should use all of these various tools as a marketing person. Um, you know, so Amber, let's, let's go back and, and refresh people's memories that we need to use all of the tools, you know, not just Facebook, not just Twitter, you know, and to learn how to market to each one of those specifically. So give us a little bit more about knowing all those demographics and how does somebody even figure that out? Well, what you want to do is first you need to know what your niche market is. And, um, and so based on that, you know, people think that the, that Facebook is for, you know, teenagers and that, that, you know, their, their target market's not on there. But realistically, the actual average age of Facebook viewers is 25 to 55. So that is not, you know, the teenage, the teenagers. Now they're still on there, but, you know, that's really actually a lot of people's niche market age group. And so what you want to do is, is create that, that business page profile on Facebook, create that LinkedIn business page, um, and create that Twitter profile. And so some tips to how to interact on each of these profiles. With Facebook, when, you, when you're using your business page, you can actually use Facebook as your business page. So in the top uh, right-hand corner, you would click on um, Edit Settings, and it would say Use use Facebook as, you know, your business page. And through that, you can then search other business pages that would be a good power partner for you or a good connection for you. Go to that business page, like their page, and send a message to them so you are establishing that, that relationship. Also, tagging people. So mentioning, you know, a, you know, a fan of the week or if someone had left a comment on your, on your business page, being sure to reply to them within a 24-hour period, if not sooner, and really establish that, that, that connection. With Twitter, you want to be posting more than once a day. So depending on your followers, if you have, you know, let's say 300 followers, you want to be posting between three and five times a day and interacting with people. So retweeting posts that are on the same track as what you're talking about, um, mentioning people, so if someone had a great, you know, I, I would want to mention <clears throat> Deb's radio show, so I would tag her with the at sign on Twitter mentioning this radio show. And then with LinkedIn, you want to find groups 
that are like-minded to your company. So if you are a part of any chambers or any networking groups, you want to see if they have a LinkedIn group and start posting dis um, discussion questions on there, but also answering discussion questions to really show that your expertise are in this field. Right. And, you know, that does sound like it's a lot of time, but it's really not. So pick, you know, maybe you want to start on LinkedIn. Get on LinkedIn, start using it, use it really well, and the more you use it, you will find the faster it goes. You know, you'll, you'll stop clicking on all of the links. I'm, I laugh that I'm the kid with bright shiny objects because I want to click on every link and read every article. That's just not a good use of your time. So maybe you have to set a timer. You're going to spend 15 minutes on LinkedIn today. Set the timer. Don't do anything that's not purely business related on there. And then, you know, the timer goes off and you're done. If you didn't get everything done that you needed to, well, why not? You know, did you have too much that you needed to do or did you click on things that, that you shouldn't have? Same thing goes on the other platforms. You can have a good presence without spending a ton of time there. You know, and, and, but it comes back to what we were originally talking about in the fact that everybody is there. You know, it's, it's funny. One of my songs for uh, this program is everybody knows your name. You know, the, the theme song from Cheers. And that's more and more true. And if they don't know your name, they want to. You know, maybe they need your product or your service or they want to refer somebody to you. So if you're not there, they won't find you and they'll go to somebody else who is. So do you want to lose those potential customers? I've had people who have said, I have enough customers right now. Really? That's great. But what happens when those dry up? You know, you should always have more people in the pipeline so that when things change, you have those new clients and you don't have to spend lots of time going out and, and starting from scratch. That's one of the big benefits to social media is kind of having that consistent presence there. Exactly. You know, and, and one of the things Amber mentioned was post more than once or twice a day. You know, I still see businesses that post once a month. <laughs> you know, unless I specifically go to look for their post, I don't see it, which means nobody else does either. And now because there's more and more people using the mediums, it is more cluttered. So if you only post once a week, once a day, people won't see it. Now, maybe it is something timely. You know, I, I tell restaurants a great way to, to be involved on Twitter is, you know, maybe you've, you're looking at your reservation book and you don't have as many people scheduled to do, you know, you don't have as, as many reservations as you'd like. Well, then you send out a quick tweet and you say, Hey, you know, mention this tweet between seven and eight PM tonight and you'll get a free appetizer. So that's, you know, that's kind of a timely post, but it is designed to draw people in right then. But for the most part, people, you know, businesses don't need business exactly at that moment. They want ongoing business. They want you to think about them next week, next month, you know, all of those things. So you have to keep posting to keep top of mind with them. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's where um, with social media, it, it, it's really about that branding and establishing that relationship because it's not going to be if you put in, you know, four hours a week or a day into social media, and let's say you're $50 an hour, so that's $200 either, you know, day or a week or however much time, that doesn't mean that you're going to get that return back dollar to dollar. And right. If you, if you manage, you know, if you have a company manage it, it's really about that branding piece and establishing that expertise because, 
people may not need your your business now, but they may, you know, if you stay top line with them and you're giving them tips that they can use, it's going to come back. And that's happened to me multiple times. You know, I've met someone at a networking group and they don't need any social media management or they're not doing anything with social media at that time, but they get on my email list and then they like my business page on Facebook or they're following me on Twitter. And based on that information that I put out there, they've been able to use the tips I've put out there. They've been able to, you know, start their social media. And then, you know, three, six, nine months, even a year later, they say, hey, are you still doing, you know, you're still doing the, the social media management, right? And I say, yes, of course. Then they're like, okay, I'm ready for your services now. And so it's not a, you know, people are like, oh, I'll give it three months. You really realistically need to give it a year because it takes at least 27 touches for someone to say, okay, I'm ready to, to purchase your product or I'm ready to um, commit, commit to do your services with you. Right. You know, and, and every once in a while you'll have the fluke where you do a post, you run an ad, you do whatever, and somebody immediately decides they're going to, to make a purchase. That's a fluke, folks. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. You know, it, it's why organizations like American Furniture in Denver or Rooms to Go here in Atlanta run advertisements day after day after day after day. They know that you don't want the, the couch, the chair, the whatever today, but because you saw their ads day after day, when you do need that couch or chair, you'll remember, ah, that's who we want to go to. Exactly. You know, and, and one final thought that I want to talk about is people who say that they're only on Facebook for personal use. Okay, that's great. And, and there, there are no rules. You know, if, if somebody thinks that that's great, that's fine. So maybe they're only connected with their friends and family. What if though they sold a product or service that their friends or family could refer to them? A great example I have of that is um, I was working with a gentleman who sold uh, automobile insurance. He was absolutely livid with his brother because he, his brother had gone somewhere else to buy insurance. Now, there might have been different reasons for that, but his brother said that he forgot that he, he sold insurance. You know, I'm on his personal page, I'm not saying get carried away with reminding people that you sell insurance or you sell widgets or, you know, you do this or that. But just subtly remind them every once in a while because your personal friends should be the people who refer to you most. Yep. Well, and, you know, and with, especially with Facebook because the, you're always going to have, I should say always, most likely you're going to have more friends on Facebook than you do likes on your business page. Right. And so even though you are inviting those friends to like your business page, they sometimes check their notifications or, um, you know, they, they don't like your business page for whatever reason or whatever, whatever that reason is. So by you posting onto your personal page at least, you know, two times a week, just keeping that business, you know, hey, I, I do, I do this or, um, you know, I'm having this event or this product's on sale, gets your friends, oh yeah, I forgot they did that. And so you still, even though it's you know it's personal, you are your business. If you are a small business owner, and I get that a lot. Well, I don't want to mix personal with business. Well, unfortunately, as a small business owner, you are your business. So you need to have that transparency of 
who you are in your personal life needs to be who you are in your business life because that's authentic. And so by posting that onto your personal page, you know, something about your business a couple times a week is great. And also vice versa, bringing that personal side to your business as well. So it doesn't have to be, oh, my kid did this or I'm eating this, but it could be something along the lines of, oh, we're going to be at this trade show this weekend or I went to this this uh, festival over the weekend and it was great and post a picture. Something along those lines to really establish that balance. People like that. Great. Well, amazingly enough, we are at the top of the hour already. You know, it's it's just amazing how time flies when we do all of this because all my guests always say, well, I can't talk for an hour. And then we hit the hour and they're saying, no, no, I'm not done. I'm not done, which means we have to have them back on again. <laughs> so, Amber, one last time, tell people how they find you. You can connect with me on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash voice. You can follow me on Twitter, which is at thebimsteam.com or you could check out my website internetmarketingdenverboulder.com Great, great. Well, thank you so much. You have been a great guest and we'll talk to you uh, sometime in the future. Wonderful. Thanks, Deb. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.